Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. As always, we like to uh, get you the information that you need, get you, get right to the point, uh, and let you get uh, your days going uh, as successful as you possibly can. Uh, today, we have with us uh, a guest. Uh, certainly, uh, so happy to have him here. He's known as America's profitability expert. Um, Ken Runkle, say hello to our audience. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Great to have you here. 30 plus years of experience. I'm going to let you talk about your, your background, uh, how you got into the industry. So uh, tell our audience, how'd you start working with Dennis? Uh, uh, April 1st, 1984, I started working for a consulting firm. I was working strictly on the sales side and uh, I did that for two years. And uh, I remember thinking that whole time that A, I could do it better. Uh, I think a lot, that's probably how a lot of entrepreneurs start. But also at the same time, I remember just thinking um, doctors really had the potential to grow. And if you know anything about uh, consulting back in the 80s, uh, it it, it was kind of a hodgepodge of different kind of consulting firms. Some were about organization. Some were about profitability. Uh, We started our firm on uh, April 1st of 1986. So we just finished 35 years. We've always been about growth. Uh, We believe that the number one um, indicator of how profitable you'll be will be your growth index. Uh, we like all of our clients to grow to the level that they want to be. And from that point on to grow 7% a year. If you do that, you're doubling your practice about every 10 years. Most people think in linear terms. We try to educate them to think in geometric terms. That's fantastic. And that, I mean, that experience is amazing. So with that amount of experience, uh, that you have, um, how many practices? I mean, you've literally helped over a thousand dental practices. Um, I want to ask you this question today. I was cruising through the internet, looking at some online forums that Dennis chatted, and I saw a meme that said something along the lines of the golden age of dentistry. And I hear this term a lot. Like, you know, do you think the golden age of dentistry is is done? Do you think that's in the past, or do you think that's potential? I think I think the golden age is now. I mean, it's. First of all, when you hear dentists talk about the golden age of dentistry, it was a long time before regulations. And uh, the main thing was, nobody will admit it, but it was mainly a cash business. And you can, with all those implications, that's that's truly the golden age of dentistry. Uh, it was a little bit more uh, conservative, uh, but I don't know that that was all good. Uh, a lot of doctors feel it was a golden age because they didn't have to market. Uh, the fact of the matter is I've got a lot of doctors who went to dental school way before uh, marketing was a big deal. They just learned it was a new skill set. They they added it, and now they market like crazy, and now they have uh, big practices. Uh, I think dentistry was a little sleepier back then. Yeah, it, I mean, I, times were certainly different, but I, I think, too, I, I think we're in agreement here that the golden age is now. Right. The world is, is much smaller than it's ever been before as far as where you can be and what you can do. Um, let's jump into the topic of today's show. So, you know, here we are. It's uh, May of 2021. Um, we're hopefully done with the pandemic or about done with the pandemic. We've seen some crazy times 
we've certainly seen some trials and challenges. Uh, and we've also seen a, a great deal of tremendous financial success in dental practices in the last year, too. Um, what are some challenges that you're hearing about? You know, I know you're on the road this week and next week. What are some challenges that you're hearing from practices? Uh, well, of course, I mean, I think everybody knows this right now. In a post-COVID residual environment, the number one problem right now is uh, hiring staff. And maybe we should say hiring good staff. I think there's still some staff out there, but really uh, hiring great staff is real hard right now. The wage rate in American dentistry has gone up between 5 and $7. Uh, per hour. That's probably the single greatest change in the wage rate and in P&Ls. Even, even now, accountants are just starting to get their head around the fact that the wage rate joined that much, jumped that much. And so when you have people join your practice, you know, that's the other thing. You hear doctors say, well, I'm trying to bring this hygienist on. I'm going to have to pay him or her about $7 an hour more than everybody else. But and, you know, my point is, is you're going to have to pay everybody sooner or later, because if it gets out, then you're toast. Sure. And uh, so uh, that's probably a big change. Number two would be trying to stay involved with PPOs. If you just found out that in the last 12 months, your wage rate just jumped. You're, you got to understand this. When I started back in 84, having a payroll above, having a payroll at 20% and above was high. Sure. Then it gradually evolved to mm, 23, 24, then 25%. And then lately, now you, and when I say now, I'm saying pre-COVID, it's not abnormal to say see high 20s, even 30%. Uh, I think the new norm in a lot of practices is going to be closer to 33 to 35%. And then if you're participating with a number of contracted plans and your reimbursement rate is fixed, you're kind of, I, I, I'm telling you right now, we're watching doctors really uh, scramble with it. Most of our clients are electing to to get out of the lower paying um, um, contracted plans, the ones that truly reimburse lower than their break even point. They're they're realizing they have to get out of it, which is which is one of those things of they're just doing what they should have done all along. Sure. So this and you know this is this will be helpful to so many people that I know and, and so much of what I'm seeing out there. And of course, we always see a lot, you know, this on social media, we see a lot of the sky is falling type of nonsense out there. But I, it is a common theme where I see dentists say, hey, you know, now, you know, I'm interviewing high hygienists and I have to pay $60 an hour or $70 an hour. And I, I can't afford that. There's no way that I can do that. It's impossible. I'm going to have to close. What do you say to that person that, that, that thinks that way, which is a lot of them. I mean, what's your what's your take on that? Well, it, it, first of all, it depends where they're at. I mean, if you're in Manhattan and you're paying that, you're probably uh, you've probably got uh, you should have a high enough uh, profi rate that it's going to cover that. If you're sure. doing that, you know, you're talking to me today. I'm in a suburb of Columbus, Ohio. I don't see hygienists being uh, hired at sixty. I do see hygienists being hired at forty. And the only thing there is, is you got to just make sure that they're uh, busy. If, as long as they're busy, you can pay that. I, I, I think this is one of those things where it's just, I've been listening to people squeal about how expensive hygienists were for 37 years. So I don't have a lot of compassion in that, uh, in that realm. I, I've just, I've heard it again and again and again. I'm like, well, yeah, it's always been uh, expensive. What you need to do is make sure you're efficient, make sure that all of your uh, capacities and capabilities are 100% full and go on from there. You know, we were talking about changes. Uh, a year ago, when I told doctors to have patients start to prepay for a crown, 
uh, and I've talked about that for the last five years. It was like, oh, nobody will ever do that. Well, now people prepay when they call Subway or Jimmy John's. So we're mm-hmm. talking about somebody calling to order a $5 tuna wrap. And, they, and, they, and, and, the, and the 17-year-old kid who's taking the order says, what credit card are we going to put this on? But his mother, who's 40 years old and works in a dental practice, can't conceive that somebody would do the same thing with uh, crowns. And that's my point is you just got to change. You just got to change and just say, this is the way we're going to do it. And once you do it, everything starts to get real okay. You know, I just, it's, it's interesting that you say that. And I think it is, it's how you, it's, it's the, it's, it's how you see things, right? I, I just literally, before you and I started talking, 20 minutes before you and I started talking, I booked a vacation rental and I had to pay half right now, which is almost $3,000. And if I cancel, this is a, this is the an end of July, August rental. And if I cancel after May 31st, I don't get half my, they, they keep half my money. They keep half of the cost of rental. If I cancel after, I believe it was June 30th, they keep it all, 100%, if I no-show, right? So um, this is not unheard of. I mean, this you're, you're absolutely right. We pay, we pay for things on Amazon before we get them. We pay for plane tickets six months or a year in advance often. Uh, it's very common. So I'm, I'm glad that you, you put that up. What other areas, while we're talking about perception, what other areas do you see that just a change in perception can make a big difference in a practice? Well, I would say, first of all, you, uh, uh, you really need to have a staff that understands the difference between price and value. Uh, mm-hmm. When most people say, I can't afford that, what they really mean is, I choose not to afford that. You know, in a post-COVID environment, it doesn't translate as well. In a pre-COVID environment, it does. Uh, you know, I'm talking to you, you're in suburban Denver. Uh, the number one um, uh, case acceptance seminar that I used to insist all my uh, doctors, most of them would laugh, laugh it off, but I would tell them all the time, I'd say, listen, if you really want to increase case acceptance, take your staff to the boat and RV show. And when they would get done with that quizzical look, they'd go, what are they going to get from that? I'm like, it's real easy. You'll see your patients who told you they couldn't afford a crown buy a boat. You're right. And so what they really meant was, I can't afford the boat and buy the crown at the same time. So I, so my value is on the boat. Had nothing to do with money. And 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 you need to hear this. I'm not one of those guys who says that the patient should have put the money into their dentistry. The patient, you know, this America, you can put your money anywhere you want to, but the staff should not have fallen for it. What the staff should have done and the doctor should have done is accepted the fact that, and hey, we didn't fill up the value class yet. Yeah. Yeah. Agree with you 100%. And again, it's the perception. And I think it comes down to in that, that case, another way to put it is just, you know, don't think for your patients, right? Let them let them be, let them determine what they're going to spend their money and, and what uh, We have a saying, we've been saying it for 35 years. Never say someone else's no for them. Yep. That, that's incredibly well said. So as you know, our show is very quick. Give us a couple other little gems. I mean, 30, 37 years. Um, what else do you want our audience to hear? What do they need to hear right now? Well, one of the things you ask me is what is the, one of the biggest challenges that I've seen in my career? And uh, I can tell you almost unequivocally, it is when I can see where someone is and I can see where they should go and they can't see that. And it's if you said, is that hard? 
Uh, it's very hard for me. It's very hard to, you know, sometimes it's the staff. I'm like, doctor, your staff is not treating you with the respect you need. Sometimes it is, doctor, they're treating you with all kinds of respect, but they don't get the kind of dentistry that you're trying to um, present right here. You do a lot of uh, training, and yet people aren't getting it. Listen, the number one failure in most dental practices is a failure to clearly articulate your expectations. But then number two is not giving them the tools, the education, the materials, the instrumentation, the equipment to be able to do that. And then finally, number three is just not dealing with people who won't do what you ask them to and won't, if you'll forgive this English lesson, is a contraction of will to not. I'm kind of surprised that some doctors put up with stuff. I'm just like, this person's not on your, uh, they're not on your bandwidth, doctor. So you just need to uh, uh, free up their future for them. Yeah, so what do you say to those today that, and this is a serious question, that do have team issues, but they're so worried about hiring. I mean, how do they, how do they, or hiring, how do they, how do they juggle that? I would say uh, having a team who is, working for you and is not committed to the vision of the practice is a lot harder than not having people in those positions. Look, I'm not talking about creepy stuff. I'm not talking about all the staff surrounding the doctor at the morning huddle and they're saying to him or her, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. That's, that's sure. creepy. Right. What I am saying is, is I think the doctor that he or she has the right to clearly articulate their vision and their philosophy and at that point, the uh, staff needs to get on board with that doctor. And sometimes I just tell doctors, look, you're just going to have to jump off the high board here into the water. Yeah, that's wonderful advice. Uh, Ken Runkle, um, folks with uh, the Paragram, theparagramprogram.com. Uh, Ken, thank you so much for coming on today. We appreciate having you come back, please. You bet, my friend. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.